shows before the end of the fantasy season, before the end of the baseball regular season. We'll have this Friday show, and then we'll come back at you on Monday, assuming there are no little babies in the Scott White world. Uh, that would Somebody's going to be here. You may get one last chance to hear from Heath Cummings. Oh, okay. I think he would be the one to do it Monday, if that's the case. Alright, good, good. Yeah. So that means I shouldn't root for the baby to come in order to save me like hours of work over the weekend because we're going to have a podcast. <laughs> now, of course, we'll have a podcast. We're not going to leave the listeners high and dry uh, when they need it the most. But uh, Scott is here. And if you, Scott, maybe you're hiring. Maybe you need a nanny. If you are hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com. Slash strike. And how are you, Scott? Oh, I am just lovely, Adam. Lovely. Good. Lovely. I love the, um, the uncertainty my life is shrouded in right now. <laughs> Never knowing from one moment to the next if I'm going to have to drop everything and take off, but that's fine. It's good. This is a good thing. Cool. You ready for some baseball? Do you sense the nervousness in no, my voice? I don't actually. You seem very calm. Okay. Cool. You ready for baseball? Good poker face. He's ready. He's, he didn't hear uh, me, but he's ready. Uh, sure. And since you didn't ask, I ate a little bit too much lunch and I have a tummy ache. Other than that, oh. I'm doing fine. News and notes. <laughs> Jimmy Nelson is going to miss part of the 2018 season after shouldery, shoulder, 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 yeah, I guess if you combine shoulder and surgery, you get shouldery, but that's what he had. Uh, Mike Moustakas is now the single season home run record holder for Kansas City with 37. R.A. Dickey may retire after the season. Jacob DeGrom is having his start pushed back a couple of days to Sunday. The Dodgers move Kent to Maeda to the bullpen after yesterday's start. Lance McCullers, Scott. McCullers could start on Sunday against the Angels if he does start or sit Lance McCullers. Oh, you got to sit him. He is just a mountain of question marks, that guy. <laughs> okay. And it's yeah. kind of annoying because, uh, you know, we don't, we don't need any more uncertainty inserted into this last week's worth of rotations because it's it's just going to be madness adam next week it'll it's it's madness yeah all it's right well, we'll get to the supposed two-star pitchers uh later and scott can tell you just how mad it is and, and mike montgomery also back to the bullpen for the cubs and those are your main storylines your main news and notes so with that said give me some standouts scott anybody Jumping off the page at you? Yeah. Um, Good. Of course, of course. You know, I was kind of dismissive when we talked about Kyle Schwarber, I guess just Wednesday, mm -hmm. but he homered again, five home runs in nine games. And I don't really think he's a great option for the final week because he's still not playing every day. Um, the Cubs, they are actually facing a lot of righties, but uh, tough matchups to open the week. So whatever. But just talking about Kyle Schwarber for next year, 
He's been much better in the second half. 251 batting average, 16 home runs, 913 OPS, and that's with a 306 BABIP, so it seems sustainable. Now, I, I, you know, maybe a 250 batting average, um, isn't exciting, but based on where Schwarber was and what the kind of power he has, I, I mean, it would make him, um, you know, he's definitely in the mix still for a, for a mixed league pick next year. Now for this year, you're trying to, Plug an outfielder in there, a utility for the final week. Kyle Schwarber or Hunter Renfro, who had a three-homer game on Wednesday and had a, uh, let me see, what was his OPS in the minors? It was, uh, 1448. Yeah. Yeah, we expected him to tear up the minors, but they sent yeah, him down. Yeah, he, he had over 500. I think it was in 14 games. Yeah, they so, sent him down. I mean, he did great. He's come back up and he's hit four home runs in a pretty short amount of time. Hunter Renfro, Hunter, Hunter Renfro, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, probably, probably Schwarber. The Padres matchups are, are bad, uh, relative to the Cubs or otherwise. You know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how the last week goes for Renfro. Talking about next season, we know he has a ton of power. He, uh, he did make a change in his, uh, in his setup at the plate when he was down in the minors, kept his, keeping his hands quieter, less movement, making it easier to square up the ball, hopefully. So there's, Reason to hope for hope for him, but I, I think it's even a three homer game. It's too little, too late. Okay, okay. So Hunter Renfro, too little, too late. Scott White hates you for the rest of the season. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on. You don't have to make everything so black and white. It's you know true. there are, there are shades here. Yes, shades of gray. There are fifty of them. There are. 50 matter of fact, have you seen the movie? Have I seen the movie? Have you seen the movie? Of course not. I absolutely refused. Yeah, well, I I have no desire to see the movie. I, a lot of guys had no desire to see Fifty Shades of Grey. It doesn't mean they didn't see it. <laughs> well, fortunately, my wife wasn't interested in seeing it either. So okay, that's good. So we're good. Um, any other standouts, or shall we move on? Uh, let's move on. Okay, bullpen stuff. Zach Britton needed a PRP injection in his knee. He may not pitch again this season. Uh, you know, what's left of it. So Brad Brock got a save yesterday, and that's someone you could add. Mike Miner is another guy you might be able to add. He's gotten each of the last two saves for the Royals. And Mike Miner's actually having a really good year. He's got a 1.03 whip. He's got 84 Ks in 74 innings. And now these two saves. So Brad Brock, Mike Miner. And I don't think Keone Kella is really a thing. I think that was just Alex Claudio being rested. But Kella got a save yesterday. But Scott, just in terms of uh, Brock and Miner, they look uh, they look like options for the final week. They do look like options for the final week. Brock, in theory, is the better of the two. But five games for the Orioles next week. They're the only team playing five. The Royals have seven. Uh, so I actually think I like Miner more. Miner's had a very good season. I mm-hmm. I think unlike Scott Alexander. Uh, you know, if, if Miner just keeps doing what he's done, he should be fine in the role. And, uh, you know, good strikeout rate, 84 and 74 innings, good whip, all of that. He's, he's, uh, he's been a fine reliever for them. And, um, if I needed another source of saves, great pickup. I am taking a look at the most added list right now. And we are going to speak about most of these players. And we have already spoken about many of them, but, uh, here's a look. Matt Olson is number one. We know Matt Olson is hidden amazingly right now, so you definitely want Matt yep. Olson. Yep. Uh, Daniel Mangden is number two. 
How do you feel about Daniel Magnin, Scott? He's 12% owned now. These are two players I had in, in the Thursday's waiver wire column. Obviously feel much better about medals, and the matchups are fine for him next week. He should probably start medals in the final week of the season. Mengden's interesting just because he's making two starts, and there aren't going to be many pitchers who make two starts. His last two starts were both scoreless, I believe. One was a complete game shutout, the other seven innings, no walks between them. Um, I, I see him as kind of a junk baller, a guy... I mean, junk baller probably isn't fair. He throws pretty hard, but he's not a high-ceiling player. He's more of a change-of-speeds guy. And, um, you know, didn't have a great year in the minors this year. But he did have a sub-2 ERA in the minors last year, and maybe there's a little more here for Mengden than we're uh, giving him credit for. I just, you know, even with the success he's had, not a lot of strikeouts in the majors. If he wasn't if he wasn't making two starts and if this was any other week, I wouldn't even give Mengden the time of day. But if you really need that extra start, He's probably one of the better of the available options. So Mengden, yeah, right now he is lined up for the Mariners and the Rangers. Mariners at home, Rangers on the road next week for Mengden. Also on the most added list, Tim Anderson, Scott, 43% owned, 12-game hitting streak, another steal this week. Yeah, yep. Tim Anderson. Yep, 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 yep. If you I like points leagues, I don't think there's much purpose in pursuing him. Because, uh, it doesn't walk at all. And uh, even as hot as he is, it's really not enough for him to make a big impact in that format. But categories leagues, as rare as steals are, and as, uh, you know, it's, you're usually having to fill an outfield field spot to get him. It's nice to be able to fill a, a middle infield spot, shortstop spot, and he is hot. So, um, you know, there's a good chance he'll, be on base enough to keep contributing steals in the final week. It's It's been something he set out to do, a concerted effort to steal more bases, because that's something he did a lot of in the minors, and uh, I don't see why he would stop now. Nick Castellanos and Jamer Candelario both hitting very well. Castellanos just had a uh, stretch of four games where he just absolutely crushed it. He's one for eight since then, but, you know, whatever. Uh, and then Candelario, 12% owned. So, uh, Candelario is third base eligible. There's actually a third baseman that might be available in your leagues that you need to pick up, and that's Adrian Beltre, who has <laughs> seven hits in his last four games, and he's 79% owned. Yeah, and he homered yesterday. First homer since coming back, which was nice to see because he is not, just because he's playing doesn't mean he's all himself. He's, he's not really able to use the lower body on his swing. He returned from what looked like a season ending hamstring injury after only two weeks, and uh, he's done okay with it so far. Seven for 16 in his last four games with a double and yesterday's home run. So I think you know the Rangers matchups next week are kind of middle of the road, but it's seven games. Um, I think I would rather start him than, than say, Jamer Candelario, but I've gone back and forth on those two. I do think Candelario is a perfectly fine sleeper for this upcoming week. But Adrian Beltre, of course, <laughs> probably has more upside. Tyler Skaggs is 34% owned. He's got another start this weekend at Houston. So we'll see how that one goes. But he's a two-star pitcher this current week, Tyler Skaggs. Jacoby Ellsbury is also 34% owned. And he's been very good lately. Scott said doesn't really buy it. A lot of singles, a lot of BABIP. Uh, well, you said singles. I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah, that BABIP has actually been pretty good because he's hardly been striking out. Mm, okay. Um He's not a bad play. The last week, good matchups for the Yankees, so could do worse. 
and you can get some steals from Jacoby Ellsbury potentially. Not as many as Anderson, but yeah, potentially. Josh Tomlin is 31% owned. I believe he is in the notes for today. Uh, yeah, right? Where are you? He's in the meh category. The good, the meh, the bad, and the ugly. Josh Tomlin, uh, five and a third, two runs at the Angels. He is 4-0 with a 277 ERA against the, uh, since the All-Star break, excuse me, and he has the Twins and White Sox next week. So maybe one bad matchup, one good matchup there for, for Josh Tomlin. Depends how you feel about the Twins. <laughs> what are you You're talking about this week into next week? Because I don't think any Indians pitchers making two starts next week. Uh, then he wouldn't be a two. Then he'd be just Minnesota next week, I think. Don't do it. <laughs> Josh, I don't know why I had the southern twang in there. That was unnecessary. Josh Tomlin, don't do it, says Scott, and voice of Scott. As the echo thing, whatever the hell that we're gonna call that effect. That one's called doubler. Doubler. Yeah, that's the one I use most often. But sometimes I go delay three parentheses slow. Which sounds like what? It sounds sounds like this. this. Ah, Okay. (laughs) And that's pretty much all you need to know from the most added list. It's otherwise a bunch of guys we've talked about. So, Scott, uh, how about some hitters here? Beltre, yes. Schwarber, yeah. We talked about both of them. What do you think about Carlos Gonzalez next week? Carlos Gonzalez, he struck out four times yesterday, but he had been very good before that. But he faced a left-handed starting pitcher yesterday. And guess what he faces at least four times next week as of now? Left-handed pitcher. Left-handed pitcher. And that includes Rich Hill and Clayton Kershaw and Hyunjin Ryu. Actually, I guess that's kind of a question mark. Is Hyunjin Ryu going to make a start next week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? You asked you asked me like I know. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's scheduled um, to. I would assume he is. I, I would assume. I don't know when during the week it'll be, but um, we on CBS we have it as Ryu pitching next weekend at Colorado. Yeah, it's going to be the Dodgers don't line up very well for the playoffs, which is funny because. They probably have as easy a path to lining up the rotation the way they want it as any team. Um, so they're, they're, I think they're going to rearrange things a lot this final week because as things stand now, um, well, it depends, <laughs> it depends what source you look at, but Kershaw potentially could be in line to start the final game of the season and that ain't happening. I don't doubt Kershaw will make a start at some point this week, and you should start him in fantasy, but um, it's it's very messy. Ryu, I think, will make one start this week, though I can't guarantee what team it's against. So you think Carlos Gonzalez will have fewer than four lefties on the schedule next week? Um, yes, I think he will, because I don't think Kershaw will be one of them. I don't know. Kershaw could go Friday, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the most frustrating one. I think the <laughs> the teams where I'm really watching closely for that second half of next week are the ones with who are going to the playoffs, who um like definitively going to the playoffs and probably just want to get their rotation in line for their playoff series. A lot of ace caliber pitchers on those teams are projected to go on Saturday or Sunday, and I don't think any of them will. If they do, it'll be like a two-inning tune-up kind of start. 
So, uh, but the Dodgers are, uh, the, the Dodgers, I think, have a lot of changes still to come. I gotta say, I, I watched the, uh, really, really fun Thursday night football game yesterday. Surprisingly. Right, Rams 49ers, who'd have guessed it? <laughs> Amazing. But I wish I had also been keeping an eye on the Brewers Cubs game. Cause that was the first, you know, playoff game, it seemed, of the year, and, uh, it was awesome. And the, unfortunately, the Brewers didn't have Corey Knable available, and they, they blew it in the ninth, and they lost in extras. And now it's a four and a half game lead, so three games left in that series. They probably gotta win all three of them if they got any chance of overtaking Chicago in the NL Central. Uh, more hitters, so Carlos, so without, okay, then Carlos Gonzalez, considering all of his games are at home, and he won't have quite as many lefties, you're probably starting Cargo next week. Uh, Justin Bohr has a six-game hitting streak. Two straight games with a home run. He's got seven games next week, and three of them are at Colorado. As of now, there are two lefties on the schedule, but Justin Bohr, Scott, could win you a championship. Yeah, the Marlins are my second-best matchups for next week. Bohr will absolutely be in my top ten sleeper hitters. Cool. Uh, Tim Anderson we discussed. Hunter Renfro we discussed. Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor has come out of it a little bit. Maybe it's because he's facing Phillies pitching. But six hits and two home runs and a triple this week for Chris Taylor. Previous 22 games, he was batting 186 with four walks and 26 strikeouts. How much do you trust Chris Taylor next week, Scott? I'd be fine with them. Third best matchup is what I have for the Dodgers, the three-game series at Colorado, and they're facing the Padres pitching staff the other half of the week. Taylor's shortstop eligible, so, I mean, what's the what's the replacement there? Um yeah, I, I feel fine about starting Taylor. Okie dokie. Curtis Granderson. Maybe keep an eye on him over the weekend. We know he's one of the streakiest hitters. He has been terrible for about three weeks, but now two home runs in his last four games. So keep your eyes on Granderson with those good matchups. And then there's two guys who are, are fairly safe in points leagues. And, you know, I thought Shinsu Chu was hitting better than he is. He's really not. Like only two weeks in his previous eight with more than 18 fantasy points. Uh, and then there's Dexter Fowler, who is hitting very well, 11 for 21 with three homers in his last five games, plus a steal and three doubles. Seven home games next week for Fowler. Uh, yeah, so Fowler and Chu are less than 70% owned, definitely better in points leagues. I don't know. Anything to say about those two guys? Neither are going to be on my top ten sleeper hitters. They both have bad matchups. The Cardinals I actually have with the fifth worst matchups, which is a shame because Fowler is heating up at the right time, but... Maybe, uh, maybe by not recommending him, I'm just sparing you from him being removed from the lineup suddenly for some kind of previously unreported injury, as so often seems to happen with Dexter Fowler. <laughs> well, he could have a, you know, one of the worst pitchers in baseball against him on Monday, John Lester. Wow. <laughs> that is cold. It is cold. No, Lester, we need to talk about and we will talk about. It's Cubs fans. Start buying your, uh, I don't want to jinx it. I'm going to jinx it. Start buying your playoff tickets, Cubs fans. <laughs> and use SeatGeek to do it. Very, very simple. You do everything on the app. Tickets will be right on your phone. Uh, you just, it's such a piece of cake. I use SeatGeek all the time. I got the app on my phone and it's by far the easiest way I found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere and with just a few taps, I'm instantly getting seats to the event I want. And SeatGeek ranks every seat. It searched multiple sites, gets the best results, gives every seat a grade based on value. You can easily see the best values on SeatGeek. You can easily see these are the seats that I should buy. 
Or you can sort by price if you're just looking for the cheapest deal, just to get or the most expensive deal, you know, if you're like really cool. Um, want to impress people. But anyway, use SeatGeek to do it. Make it your go-to app for sports, for concerts, for comedy, for theater, and use the promo code FANTASY to get 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Again, promo code is FANTASY on SeatGeek. 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase with that promo code Fant- FANTASY. Or how would Ludacris say it, Scott? How would Ludacris oh, say it? I don't know. Great way how would to Ludacris use, say it? Great way to, great uh, opportunity to use your mixer. I don't know the reference. I'm sorry. Fantasy. I know the reference now. Okay. Good. Okay. All right, let's look at some pictures. The good, the meh. You did it so well. The bad and the ugly. The good. Call Hamels. Nice call, Scott. He had a great start at the Mariners. Three in a row that are pretty good. Three straight quality starts. Lined up to face the Astros and the A's next week. Feeling good about Hamels? Yes. I mean, relatively speaking, he does seem like a pretty good bet to actually make both of the starts, so he's got to be one of the better pitchers who fits, who meets that criteria. And uh, the velocity has been up a little for him the last couple months, not to where it was last year, but with the rise in velocity has also come um, and better results on the changeup, one of his best pitches its swinging strike rate has gone up during that same two month stretch to last year's standards so he's getting more swings and misses he had uh he had 15 in this one he had 16 two starts ago those are his two highest swinging strike totals of the season Mm. i don't think he's back to being the pitcher we know and love but i think he's good enough to use in a two-star week it's so weird cole hamels he missed a lot of time. You know, he's got 142 innings. He's got a 14 and six record. He's got a 3.80 ERA, which isn't great, but it's fine. He's got a 114 WHIP, but the the strikeout's just so bad. But like you like you're pointing out, things are getting better for Hamels. Hopefully, he gives you two starts because if he doesn't, he's only going to face Houston next week and not the A's. Uh, Jose Urena has was good, and he's got a 3.55 ERA. But let's just say you're not starting him because one of his starts is at Colorado. So, no. Yeah, one of his starts is at Colorado, and also he's a fluke! <laughs> that was the doubler. That was the doubler in action. Uh, Zach Davies is, 85, is 85% owned, and Scott hates Zach Davies because he thinks he's a fluke, but he's that was the non-doubler. That was the other thing. But Davies had another good start, so that's only like one bad start in ages for Davies, and he has the Reds next week. I know, and I, I can't for the life of me figure out what his deal is because, okay, he he has gotten more ground balls lately, um, and it's shown up in the home run total. His last his last 13 starts, a 234 ERA, 115 whip, but only 5.8 strikeouts per nine innings. And while the ground balls have been better, you know, he's not Dallas Keuchel. He's not Marcus Stroman. He's not, you know, he's just an okay ground ball pitcher. So, yeah, I, I think, I think it's a fluke. Like I said, during that 13 start stretch where he's gotten such good results, only three home runs in 13 starts. So that's, you can begin the flukiness right there. All right, starter sit against Cincinnati. Starter sit against Cincinnati. 
I'm going to sit him. All right. By the way, just, just 10 minutes ago, got an email. It's actually a football email, but uh, part of the email from Ryan says, Also, finally tried SeatGeek. Like it. Deleted my other ticketing apps. Quite easy to use and nice to have the discount code. Cool. Just wanted to share that. It really, I know it's a sponsor and I'm giving them free play here, but it is really going to help you. I, I, I think you should download SeatGeek. Uh, Blake Snell is 55% owned. Oh boy. Crushed the Cubs. Strikeouts have been up lately. This guy is surging into the next season, but Blake Snell, I wish it weren't at the Yankees next week. He might also get the Orioles in there. What do you think? 55% on Blake Snell. He's he's going to be my top two-start sleeper, partly because the lack of alternatives. I wish the matchups were better, too, but he did just shut down the World Series champions. Last six starts for Snell, he's allowed a total of nine earned runs, and six of those came in one start. So five of them were just great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's enough momentum that uh, two-start week, and I feel pretty good about the second start. Got to start Snell. Jake Junis, 44% owned. Six and a third, three hits, two earned, two walks, three strikeouts at Toronto. It's unclear who his next start is going to be against. If he pitches Monday, it would be at the Yankees. If it's Tuesday, it's Detroit at home. He might also get a second start with Arizona. Jake Junis, you going to recommend him? If I knew he was getting two starts, I'd recommend him for next week, but I don't I don't think he's going to. It's... uh. But uh, but Scott, if, if Jake Junis is one start against the Tigers, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, here's a hypothetical. Prob- like in a daily league where you're you're making changes, I I could see putting him in for that. But hypothetical you know, for you, hypothetical. Okay. What would you rather have for any pitcher? No, a, a fringy pitcher like Junis. Two starts at the Yankees and home against the Diamondbacks, or one start against Detroit. I mean, it depends what I need more. Points league, I'd rather have the two starts. If I need wins and strikeouts, I'd rather have the two starts. Uh, ERA and whip, yeah, I'll, I'll take the one start against the Tigers instead. Okay. Uh, any interest in Clayton Richard, Mark Leiter, Matt Andrees, Gabriel Inoa? No. No. Should I say fluke? Should I cry no, fluke? No, it's okay. The boy who cried fluke? That was the good. Here's the meh. Carlos Martinez, been kind of meh. Uh, actually, two starts ago, he was terrible. But he's got the Cubs and the Brewers next week. Carlos Martinez has struggled against both of them recently. Any fears with Carmart? Fears? Um, yeah, I'm a little concerned about him. Nothing specific. I mean, he just not the way he's pitching lately. It makes him hard to trust with everything on the line. Uh, but I think I'd, I think I'd do it reluctantly. I think I'd put him out there. It's been, you know, one of my top two or three pitchers all year. And now is not the time to back away from him if he doesn't have some kind of known injury or something. Carlos Martinez. Both those starts are home starts. He does have a 318 ERA at home and 402 on the road. Oh, right. It's a two-star week, isn't it? As of now, yeah. Cubs and Brewers. Yeah. Yeah, that, it seems pretty likely he'll make them. I, you know, if they're out of it and they just think he has enough innings, maybe they'll sit him for that second start. But even so, I mean, Carlos Martinez, I'd keep him active for one start. Andrew Kastner said, you think I'm a fluke, Scott? And then I was going to say... <laughs> yeah, I was going for it. I was going, uh, I was going to say something inappropriate. Too much hesitation. Sorry. Uh, he's 44% owed, and Kastner lined up for two starts against Houston and Oakland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Two no. starts, huh? Yeah. Not gonna do it. <laughs> not gonna do it. Too scary. And uh Josh Tomlin. Not really feeling, right? No. I mean, because I don't I don't think he's gonna make two starts, first of all, and that that immediately takes him out of the conversation for me. So you might need to uh you might need to find some some pitchers off waivers. Hire some pitchers, you might say. You might need to, or you could maybe just go with your best pitchers and not worry so much about how many starts they're making. I guess you didn't pick up on the fact that I'm doing a zip recruiter read, Scott. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. You heard the word no, hire. Should it I should was, because when I you was, hear the word hire, you think <laughs> zip recruiter, everybody. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Are you hiring? And do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? It's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike to get our free offer. Post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. And ZipRecruiter takes over, finds the right people for your job. They do it better than everyone else. Because unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter is not depending on candidates finding you. Nope. It goes out and it finds them. In fact, I love this stat. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. And it's just very to, very easy to screen these candidates all through the ZipRecruiter dashboard. So find out why ZipRecruiter's been used by businesses of all sizes. Get the qualified job candidates that you need with immediate results and do it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. And now the bad pitchers from, Tuesday, from Wednesday and Thursday. Denelson Lamette struggled against Arizona. His previous five, previous four starts, he gave up five runs. He gave up six in this start on Wednesday. Uh, and he should have the Dodgers and the Giants next week. How do you feel about Lamette? Uh, I, I don't have him as a two-star pitcher. I have him, I have Travis Wood going twice for okay. the yeah. Padres. I mean, if he was making two starts, that would definitely put him in a better light for me, but, the one he's most likely to make is against the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and I'd rather not do that coming yeah. off the start he just had. I think he's good. I've been campaigning for him, you know, asking people to pick him up for weeks now. Maybe they finally did and blew up in their faces. I don't know. But uh probably not this final week. Yeah, more like Janelson Lament, you know? Wah, wah. <laughs> you know, what's great about this is that Scott – it's just so casual for him. Like he's not even entertained. It's just it's just part of his daily routine now. He's not even smiling. He just does it. He's like a, a board op. You know, <laughs> they they know all the buttons to press and when to do the drops. He's just killing it. I must have a great poker face today because I could not be more entertained by this <laughs> soundboard. It is the most entertaining part of my job. You can't start I, James Paxton, right? Um, no, you can't. Because he looks rusty and isn't stretched out. So, no. Why would you do it? And do you start John Lester next week? Lester is supposed to make two starts. They would be at St. Louis and home against Cincinnati. I seriously doubt he'll start the final game of the season. Like I said, if if he does, it'll be like a two-inning tune-up start, get him ready, like a side session for the playoffs, before the playoffs, basically. Uh, so I would... Uh, Approach him more as a one-star pitcher, and he's John Lester, but, yeah, he's been really unreliable lately. Has not looked himself. So, um, 
I would probably start him. Points league, it'd be easier to do than categories. Categories league, uh, he, you know, if you're looking to guard ERA and whip, it's, it's dangerous. You may have to weigh your alternatives there. I wish he was pitching better. Yeah, for sure. All right, that's John Lester. And uh, how about some Week 26 help? Give us the best and worst matchups for Fantasy Week 26. Best matchups uh, leads off with the Braves, who are the only team playing eight games next week. The Mets, they have a doubleheader with the Mets on Monday. So eight games for the Braves. They're number one, followed by the Marlins, spent half the week at Coors Field, the Dodgers half the week at Coors Field, the Angels, and the Mets, the other half of that doubleheader. Rockies actually aren't in the five best matchups, though they didn't miss by much. I mean, their final week of the season, there are a lot of good matchups, teams with good matchups. Yeah, and the matchups that might even get better. You know, it's, it's if the Cubs decide not to pitch Lester, yep. they might go, here are all of our September call-ups. <laughs> Have fun. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of teams could do that. Yeah. Uh Okay, so... Any sleeper hitters that you know are going to be in the column? You said Justin Bohr. Yeah, I would imagine Ozzy Albies for the Braves will be in there also. Okay. Um, Jose Reyes, I would guess, for the Mets is going to be in there, the way he's performed recently. Good look into C.J. Crone. I'm not sure he'll be in the top ten, but C.J. Crone's had a nice second half, and uh, Angels have good matchups. Also note that I was watching, uh, I think, Fox Sports 1, and they have, like, the whip around, and they mm-hmm. showed... Maybe it was ESPN. I don't know. They showed Crone hit a home run off of Tomlin, maybe? Tomlin or Clevenger. And the announcer goes, Game of Crones! Did he? Yeah, he did. Or did he go, Game of Crones! Yeah, he wishes he had done that, Scott. He wishes he did. Everybody needs a soundboard. Did you do the bad matchups? No. Do them. Hit it up. Pirates? Padres, Giants, Blue Jays, Cardinals, and that doesn't include the team with five games, the Orioles. Pirates, Padres, Giants, Blue Jays, Cardinals? Yep. Starter sit Andrew McCutcheon. Start. Starter sit Starling Marte. Sit. Pirates, Blue Jays. Okay. Giants, Padres. Yeah, I guess you got a lot of easy calls there. You're going to start Donaldson. You're going to start Machado. Uh, uh-huh. You'll start... Uh, Scope. But what about your boy Mancini, who you've loved so much? No, not this week. Okay. Not this week for him. Not not on a Renfro. Uh not I don't know who who else is on those teams. You're obviously starting Will Myers. Cozy. You're not starting Kendry Morales. You're not or, starting Will Myers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh well I don't know. You you wouldn't necessarily start Myers in like a head to head lineup so small. Okay. Um, he's, you know, at first base, he's been kind of fringy this year. Oh, yeah. He's, he's batting like 240. Something yeah. like that. But he's had another 2020 season, so, you know, there's, there's, there's some appeal there, but, um, he's yeah. not, he's not so high end that you just automatically start him. I start Will Myers all the time in my Yahoo league, my daily cat, but daily head to head categories league because yeah. of the steals. If he didn't steal bases, he'd be out of there, but they're very, very valuable. I'm looking at the two-star pitchers, and would you start Johnny Cueto at Arizona at home against San Diego? I would. Certainly in a points league, probably in every league. You're not going to start Parker Bridwell, are you? 
I thought about putting him in the in yesterday's waiver wire column as a two start sleeper, but the matchups just aren't good enough, and I, I don't think he's any good. It, at least in the case of Daniel Mengden, I was able to bring myself to do that because his first matchups against the White Sox. No, no, Bridwell. Bridwell's first matchups against the White Sox. Oh, did I get it backwards? Okay. Mengden. Well, I just don't think Bridwell's good. <laughs> Mengden has <laughs> Seattle and Texas. Bridwell has Seattle and the White Sox. Uh. White Sox okay. on the road. Yeah, right. No, I'd still rather have Mengden between the two, but like Mengden's not a must. I just want to be clear about mm-hmm. that. I don't have a great deal of confidence in Mengden. It's just if you absolutely have to squeeze another start in there, and keep in mind your opponent's probably not going to have a lot of two-star pitchers either, um, then Mengden, you could do worse. Kashner. I'd rather not. I'd, he, I'd probably take him. Well, I don't know. He'd be behind even Bridwell for me. No way on Felix Hernandez. No way. Ari Dickey is supposed to face the Mets twice. Yeah, he's. Well, eh, no, he's not no. actually facing the Mets twice. He's facing the Mets and the Marlins. Okay, yeah. And uh, should be a pretty good option for that, especially in points leagues. Go. He's gonna go out with a bang. His last starts of his career, perhaps. Uh, Perhaps. Jaime Garcia. I hope not. I'd like to see him back next year. No way am I starting Jaime Garcia. He's been, he's nah. been good. I, I think he has one, I don't think he has one quality start with the Yankees. There's, there have been a lot of short starts. It's been so. nothing but be, because they, because he's so bad third time through the order. I, in fact, I am so interested in how bad Jaime Garcia has been third time through the order. I'm going to look up his splits. Right now, I think opponents are batting almost 400 against him. And that would be, no, they're batting 344. Sorry. Royals and Blue Jays aren't bad matchups and like I, I feel pretty good about his two star potential because, you know, final, starting final game of the season, like they, they don't care about saving him for the playoffs. Uh, but like I said, I don't think, I'm not sure, Scott. Well, here. If they have anything to play for in the last game of the season, I think Luis Severino is going to throw it, and he would be. A if they do, pitcher. but they probably they probably won't, won't. Right? They probably I mean, won't. They're they're kind of fixed into that first wild card spot, barring something extreme. Oh, they're three games out. I believe they have the tiebreaker. The Red Sox have the Astros next week to close the season, and they have Toronto probably Scott, but Garcia is likely to make two starts. He is not guaranteed, so we'll just leave it at that. And I guess since there are so few two-star pitchers, you might get 10 innings out of him. So, uh, you know, Garcia and Sabathia, and there was one other non-Yankees pitcher, that they're, like, so streaky. They go into these, like, three- or four-week stretches where they're really good. And uh Garcia, I feel like, is one of them. So maybe you'll catch him at the right time. No way are you starting Ian Kennedy. Rafael Montero, Atlanta and at Philadelphia. No. Anyone here that you see? I mean, we got Trevor Williams, Rick, Ricky Nolasco, Chatwood, Seth Lugo, Shields. Mangdon would be the only one so far. Lucas Sims, yep. Cologne, Fulmer. Uh, he left with a blister yesterday, Carson Fulmer. Annabelle Sanchez, Daniel Gossett, Brett Anderson, Aaron Wilkerson, Rookie Davis. No. No. They these all have stink. disaster written all over them. I mean, we, you completely skipped by the Blake Snell class, I guess, since I already mentioned oh, yeah. him. He's yeah. only 56% owned. So, uh, you know, there's a decent chance he's available in your league, and I think he's a fine two-star choice. But otherwise, I mean, you're really just having to hold your nose. 
if you pick up Mengden or Garcia or Dickey even, I would probably rank those three Dickey, Mengden, Garcia. And then after that, it's probably just a flat no to anybody else you could throw at me. Let's see if we have any questions here. We've gotten a lot of keeper questions lately. Um, this one is from, uh, this one is, no, not gonna read that one. Eduardo Nunez. Need a possible replacement for Eduardo Nunez. This is from Matthew. Um, here are my options. Let's see. While you're looking over that before we leave the subject of two-star pitchers, it's worth mentioning there are some higher-end types, kind of like Lester, who I don't, who are going to show up on the two-star pitcher list on the site. I'm going to leave them out of the column because I really don't see them starting that final date or two of the season, and that includes Chris Sale, uh, it includes Jake Arrieta, Dallas Keuchel, probably even Mike Clevenger. I would suspect they give Danny Salazar that, if, uh, assuming everything's clenched, they give Danny Salazar one last turn on Sunday rather than pitch Clevenger oh, twice. No thanks on Salazar. But listen, right? I, what I was so thinking, you're, Scott, you're probably starting Sale, Arietta, and Keuchel one start or two. Clevenger maybe also. Um, so it. it in terms of lineup decisions, it probably doesn't matter whether they're making one or two. I'm just saying don't count on two from them. Okay, but here's what I'm checking. When do the playoffs start? I, the wild card games are Tuesday and Wednesday. So the ALDS starts on Thursday. So would they not pitch on Sunday? No, I guess not. Sun, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That would be three days rest. Would they, Would Chris Sale really go like a week and a half without pitching? Um, I don't know. I like I said, there's a good chance he might make like a yeah side session kind of start, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really count as a start. I mean, I guess it it's better than nothing, assuming it doesn't go horribly. But um, I I'm not gonna count on two full fledged starts from him. Okay, so the ALDS starts on Thursday. The NLDS starts on Friday. So in theory, you yeah, pitch on that's Sunday. more rest than I was anticipating. But yeah. um, even so, you want those guys well rested. So, I yeah, I just I, if there's nothing to play for, I just I don't see an ace for one of those teams going out there and throwing seven innings with nothing to play for. Like, yeah. right, save it for another day. All right, who's your favorite from this list? Melky Cabrera, Jed Lowry, Shinsu Chu, Yasiel Puig, Danny San, uh, Domingo Santana. Yuri Guriel, Nomar Mazara, Scooter Jeanette. Anybody I say really excite you? Um, Chu, Puig, Santana. It's probably down to those three. Santana's hot right now, and uh, looking at the matchups, uh, well, Puig has better matchups. But I think I'd rather go right now Santana. Question from Miles. Should I drop Buxton, Yelich, Benintendi, Segura, or Cozart to pick up Yoan Moncada for next week? Should I drop Buxton, Yelich, Benintendi, Segura, or Cozart to pick up Yoan Moncada? Um, I didn't hear a name there that made sense. Like, I'm I'm not motivated to activate Moncada for the final week. The White Sox matchups are kind of middle of the road, and. Yeah, okay, you you sent me the names now, so I'm looking at them, and I, I still say no. Also, Mike Zanino or Wilson Ramos? Uh, let's go with... 
Let's go with Zunino. All right, we got a lot of emails to read. We'll get to them next week probably. If not then, we'll do it during the off season. But we got keeper questions to read. We got another thought on the uh, on the two-way player situation. And we're going to end the show just by taking a quick look at tonight's matchups. And I am sorry that I'm rushing Scott off. I have to do another podcast as soon as we're done with Dave Richard, a mailbag for the fantasy football show that's airing tomorrow. So that's my schedule today. That will be my third podcast. Um my, uh, remember, we started doing this, and then we realized we were doing Friday's games instead of Thursday's. Right. Uh, Michael Waka, Ivan Nova. Uh, neither. Alex Cobb, Ibaldo Jimenez. I could do Cobb there. Tanaka Estrada. Tanaka, yes. Estrada against the Yankees, I, I'll say no. Edwin Jackson, Robert Gazelman. Nope. Rick Porcello, Sal Romano. Uh... Porcello, I could, yeah, let's do Porcello. It's just kind of iffy, but decent matchup. Kyle Gibson, Daniel Norris. No. And it's not going to be Daniel Norris. It's going to be somebody, but not Daniel Norris. John Lackey, Brandon Woodruff. Uh, maybe Lackey. Okay. Must see TV tonight. ESPN 735 Eastern. Cubs at Brewers. Uh, Ben Lively, Sean Newcomb. No. Garrett Richards, Justin Verlander. Yes. I would say yes to both. Saying yes to the dress. Yeah, I think Richard, I think Richard is going <laughs> to get the, a longer leash this time. Jason Hamill, Ronaldo Lopez. Lopez is kind of interesting. I, he hasn't been striking out anybody lately, but the Royals are a good matchup. Um, I lean yes on him. Adam Conley, Zach Granke. Granke, obviously. Conley, no. Nick Martinez, Kendall Graveman. No. John Gray, Jordan Lyles in San Diego. Shh. Go Gray. Trevor Bauer, Erasmo Ramirez. Let's do Bauer. We'll do Bauer. Jeff Samarja at Rich Hill. Thumbs up to both of them. To both of them. All right. To both of them. Thumbs up to Scott. Killing it as always. Very helpful stuff. We're back on Monday. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. We'll help you set your lineup one final time on Monday morning. For Scott White, I'm Adam Azer. See you later, later, later. later.